Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and have ourselves a... Stop, Brandon. This is a drive-in. We don't have a lobby. A lobby? But it's it's intermission. How am I supposed to get my eat on? Well, we have a concession stand. But it's not going to be any three-course meal. Okay, what am I, some Bud the Chud over here? I'm not picky. I got the taste palate of a really, really stupid five-year-old. That's great. Our popcorn is about five years old, too. All right, perfect! Let's go get some munchies. I want a hamburger. No, a a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. I want potato chips. I want... You'll have nothing and you'll like it. Maybe you better prepare yourself, Brandon. The snack shack isn't exactly loaded with gourmet shit. It's more like table scraps, really. Well, even better. We're between features anyway. Table scraps are great. Well, speaking of table scraps, there must have been dozens of movies that didn't make the cut for this double feature. Yeah, man. Whittling down my list was kind of like that scene in uh, The Good Son, where uh, the mom has to choose between Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. You're right. Choosing a double feature for Dead City is exactly like murdering a child. (laughs) I know. Wait a minute. How do you know what murdering a child is? Intermission time! And now... Before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. Hello, and welcome to Dead City Drive-In Intermission, our Between Double Features mini-sode where we snack on some table scraps that didn't quite make it with the prime cuts. I'm Brandon Windish. And I'm Chris Holcomb. Ah, here we are. You know, we had our Creepy Crawlies episode, and um, it gave me efficiently the creeps. Yeah, Um, I had to take a shower and then basically kind of just comb my skin to make sure I had no lice or ants or roaches. You didn't have any, though, did you? Blood worms or... We'll we'll talk about that off the air. Okay, private stuff. Well, there's some things I need to tell you and some people you might need to call. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anywho. Great. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Look, it was... Tricky, like you know, I my the, our double feature ended up being we had a uh, phase four, your choice, and squirm, my choice. Our guest's choice, arachnophobia, fell by the waist. Yeah, fuck that guy, fucking idiot, <laughs> stupid. We love you, Rob. We really do. But there were literally dozens, like we said, of other choices that we could have picked. We could have picked anything. And squirm is what I settled on. Phase four is what you settled on. But there are a couple other movies that were. Close to the finish line. Well, absolutely. And honestly, we didn't even really get a chance to go through and just plumb the depths that are killer bug or creepy crawly cinema. Now, you know, the thing is, is there's like, we've got nature run amok movies. So you got like the, the animal movies yeah, and then birds, birds and, and, and stuff. And, and, and then you've got these creepy crawlies. And so it, it's like, it could go anywhere. But... We chose what we chose and uh, left a bunch of great stuff out. Um, we did. What was else was on your list, Chris? What else did you think about? Did well, you consider. I actually considered, and we made a little joke of it in uh, in the earlier episode. But them, mm. 
I mean, you have a giant ants movie from the 1950s. I mean, it's probably the granddaddy of all. Uh, yeah, and you want to know something? It's a great movie. I, I, I still enjoy going back and watching that film. Um, Absolutely. I, I, that is... That is I mean, James Whitmore is in there. Kenneth Toby? No, he's in The Thing. Y- yeah, he's right? in The Thing. Um, well, actually, no, Kenneth Toby, is he one of the cops in that movie? I, oh, no, you know who I'm thinking of? James Arness is in it. Uh, James Arness is like one of the cops that like well, has and, a flamethrower or something. Edmund Gwynn is in okay. there too. So you know the Santa Claus from the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, playing a, a pervert in this movie. In them, doesn't he play a child rapist? Uh, no. no oh. He, oh, I'm thinking of M. He plays a scientist, yeah. and he is not, not anywhere a, near Peter Lorre. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get him confused. Them, M, M, M Peter Lorre. Well, I, I can see. You know, with a simple mind like yours, it, it <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense that that alliterative sound can really kind of conjure the wrong image in your pee head. But anywho, Duh, what? Who are we talking to? Yeah. But no, I, I, I do. I love them. I think it's a great movie. Um, you know. Everybody goes through and looks at it and says, oh, God, the effects were so cheesy and stuff. But I, I really think about the craft of, of putting stuff together. And when you look at the resources that they had, for a B-movie, you know, the acting is great. The script is great. And, and really, the special effects are pretty damn good. I don't know what anybody would – again, what, what the what fucking could you say? Like the special effects in that movie are excellent. Those ants look super real to me, yeah. dude. I don't know. I love it. I love that movie. I think they only had – I could be wrong, but I feel like I, this will be the first time I've ever been wrong in my life. But I think they only made two ants for that movie. I think that was all the budget allowed. Them. And they just used them over and yeah, over, over and, and over, over and again. Over again. Um, yeah, I love them. Um, why didn't it make our list? I don't know. I, it's not that it wasn't appropriate. I, I think that it could have been perfectly appropriate. And if I had chosen that movie, I think the entire outcome would have changed, you know, indefinitely. Yeah. Um, with... with with respect to um, the double feature, but I don't know. I just wanted to kind of go. Yeah, in what a... the fuck was that? I'm sorry. What I was just, that? That that was my. Um, I, I left the oven on, oh, and that Jesus was Christ. the. You need yeah, to go. Everything is inc- you know incredibly wired these days yeah. and stuff, and I'm actually um, baking some chocolate cocks. Oh. Uh, you know, some C- confectionery stuff. I'm sorry. Chocolate cakes? No, cocks. Chocolate cocks. Yeah. Is that like the English version of a chocolate? Cake? No, 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 no. I'm I'm actually thinking about opening up a bakery called Caligula's Fist, and um, I'm going to actually bake some chocolate cocks and okay. then sell them. I think they'll be actually quite popular. Um, actually, no, I'm I'm ripping off Dana Gould. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> With apologies to Dana Gould. Yeah, sorry, Dana. Uh, I don't, I'll tell you why them didn't pick, make it on my list, though. For me, I I felt that while while it's it's an excellent movie. I just, I think, like, as far as double feature goes, I don't know that... Are you like Ted Turner and everything has to be in color? <laughs> it's in black and white. I can't understand the movie when it's in black and white. How, how can you understand the words? How are you supposed to focus? Is that what Ted Turner talks like? Exactly, yeah. Okay, so giant ant movies, honestly, or just not even giant ant movies, but ant movies in general, that's... there's, there's Hey, tons. I picked an ant movie, man, all right? That's true, you did. I you, did, I picked you, an you ant picked movie. a great choice for ant... Here's the thing. My opinion about like ant movies, with the exception of them, which is an excellent film, I think that a lot of them are not good. I don't. I don't like. You know, we were just talking earlier about the the infamous ants or what's the Empire of the ants, isn't it? No, 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 no. Just ants 
or it's like incident at Lakewood Manor. Oh it's the, yeah, the one with uh, with Robert Foxworth. But yeah. most importantly for me, burned into my brain from my video store, sixteen thousand video, by the way, which is in your hood of Town and Compton. Town and it, Compton. It's actually not there anymore. Now it's like a it's a Vietnamese cuisine. But it was my video store, sixteen thousand video store. There's quite a few nice Vietnamese restaurants in town. I'm not. I didn't say it was not nice. It was. I mean, it's definitely. They should atone for their sins. But <laughs> I have not. There's no bearing on that. So as you were saying, no, Brandon. Um, so sixteen thousand video. I remember specifically going through the horror section there and seeing this movie Ants mm-hmm. was, and it was a very stark image, black and white, if I remember, with ants in bold font, and it was just Suzanne Summers squeezing her titties together and ants crawling all over them. So I remember that. I remember that movie specifically. But the thing is, is that movie is really, really boring yeah. and really lame. It's a made-for-TV movie, and it was made in an era when those kind of movies just weren't very good. Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't think that there's a whole lot of good ant movies in general. Do you get it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like an army ants? Yeah. yeah <clears throat> Which are I the stars it. of that movie, The Naked Jungle, from 1954. Yep. Those are army ants. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie. Me either. Yeah. But I know that somebody... Actually, I thought The Naked Jungle was like, you know, one of those, you know... It's the porn version of Blackboard Jungle. Is it really? Yeah, I would imagine so. Well, I guess the ants are naked. It's just Vic Morrow fucking an ant. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh. Uh, what else do we have? So, okay, what other... So, there's always... There's Empire of the Ants, Mm -hmm. right? That's another ant movie. Again, I don't know. It's just not that... Not that entertaining. It's kind of like a not a good slow burn like yeah. Phase Four. It's just kind yeah. of like a. Eh. Okay, so we'll just say that ants, by and large, are kind of boring, with the exception of them. Yeah, and yeah. and Phase Four, and Phase Four, right? So but, actually, one thing that we did completely leave out though is that we didn't even have bees represented. Yeah, the only I think maybe in guess the tagline we we made some bee comments, but yeah, you're right. There's a ton of killer bee movies. Tons. I mean, I remember when I was in elementary school, and that was like a legitimate, you know, fear. You know, the Africanized honeybees are going to come here, and they're basically going to just cover you in swarms and sting you until you're dead. <laughs> over and, and over. Yeah, and, and I mean, there were so many movies that kind of came out in the late '70s and early '80s. You know, which was when I was a kid. Oh my God, there's one that is. Also excellent. The Deadly Mantis? Oh, no. Okay. But that would that count? Now, see... Well, I think giant... Rob made a mantis joke at the beginning, but we didn't really talk about no, the No, we mantis. didn't go into that. No, we did didn't. Did we? But do, do, do giant bugs count as killer bugs? I guess they do, don't they? Well, they're usually eating human beings, yeah. which makes them a threat, so then the military has to fight them. Yeah. yeah I guess so... if we said them goes in there, I guess yes. any other one would do. Slugs. Slugs. What is that? Nineteen eighty-eight. Um, yeah, there's there's a fucked up cover box for you right there too. Oh I remember that God. one. The chick laying on her side. The fucking slug leave the blood trail as it comes out of her mouth. Yes, yes. Yeah. Juan Piquier Simone. This is the director of that. The director of Pieces C, and also The Rift or Endless Descent. I actually have the Endless Descent's a great. Movie. I, I, it's, is that the one that the uh, all the underwater sequences are done like not underwater, just like in the air? Well, I mean, that's how they did all the stuff for Hunt for Red October, too. It oh, was yeah. just a... Not room, as good as Endless room, room Smoke. <laughs> Not as good of a movie. 
Yeah, Bruce Greenwood, who plays the consummate American in so many movies. And guess what? He's from Canada. Oh, my God. You are not supposed to. Now you're going to be killed. You're not supposed to reveal that information. Bruce Greenwood has gone out of his way to let make sure that nobody knows that he's not an American. He's coming for you, Chris. He's coming for you. Oh, no, no. He's too polite for that, eh? <laughs> and if he does come up to me and say, hey, Hoser, why are you doing that, eh? Here, why don't you have a Molson's and a jelly donut and... Uh, some chocolate mousse. <laughs> some more chocolate mousse. Another Gremlins <laughs> 2 reference in there. <clears throat> so Slugs has this amazing sequence where a man is at a big dinner party, business dinner party. He's got to impress these people. And it's like his whole plot point is this guy's like stressed out because he's got to pitch this these investors or something on some shit. And he's super nervous. Uh, he's sweating like I am before a podcast. And he takes a sip of his water. Um, and I guess he's already, he's drank contaminated or ate, did he eat something? I, I don't know. he ate something. He's got, he's got it in him. He takes a sip of his water at the dinner and blood just from his nose splashes into the water and he just gets this nosebleed and his face erupts with like worms. His eyeballs explode and worms go everywhere. Not slugs. worms, Brandon. Slugs. Slugs. They look like worms, though. They're not like this black isn't squirm. Slug. But this they, is slugs. They look like what came out of Ben Gardner's eye. They're like wiry. Anyway, it's fucking disgusting and it's incredible. And slugs is a brilliant, like deranged. I don't want to say masterpiece because the director made pieces and that's much more of a masterpiece. Uh, well, of course, yes. But um it's it's still an You excellent... don't have to be in Texas to have a chainsaw massacre. <laughs> you bastard! Bastard! And Christopher George too. Yeah, wife abuser. Beat the shit out of his wife. Every time I watch um... I thought that was Dustin Hoffman. Oh, oh no, he that's, did it. that's no, straw no, no. dogs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, he just <laughs> likes yeah. Sorry, just watches it's Susan wife Day George. Get. No, it's Linda George is not Susan Day George. Oh, sorry, wrong one. Yeah, wrong Linda, one. but it is Linda Day George, isn't it? Or is it just Linda George? I don't know anymore. I don't. What? Where are we? I, this has been the weirdest like couple of days. I think we're it's in some sort really of time weird. loop. I think that when we go to leave this venue this evening. We will open the door and it will be like that scene from fucking My Science Project where there will be a fucking T-Rex outside ready to eat us. Oh my god, Raphael Sabarge is going to be there to uh, Absolutely, the yes. And fucking also Fisher Stevens, man. Oh my gosh. That's right. Number Johnny Five. Yes. <laughs> and John Stockwell, too. Wound Dean, up actually going for Dean, Dean Stockwell? No, John Stockwell. Oh. John Stockwell from son? Christine and from Top Gun. Okay. And he was also, uh, he kind of segued into becoming a film director. Wait. You, you, Blue Crush? Okay. Not to be confused with the other actor from Christine that went on to become a very successful director. Keith Gordon? Keith Gordon. Yeah. Who's going to be on next week's episode. So tune in. So we're going to have Leslie Easterbrook and Keith Gordon? That's right. Well, they're married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's so fantastic. It's going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. yeah. They're going to they're actually have a big announcement to make mm -hmm. uh, next on the episode. They're getting a divorce. Oh, so. okay. I was going to say, you know, well, Keith Gordon would really love his wife's headlights. 
There's a nice little yeah. Christine Leslie Easterbrook. Who's going to save me? <laughs> I hope that there's some people out there that listen to this podcast and actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because it's the only reason I'm doing this. You well, know? first of all, you just made a huge leap of uh, logic with the you hope there are people out there that listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, that's a leap of faith right there. <laughs> Starring Steve Martin, which, by the way, you can tune in in two weeks where we do uh, our announce our new podcast, which is just called Leap of Faith, which is just a strict homage to the Steve Martin film Leap okay. of Faith. All right. And then on the second Thursday of every fifth month, mm-hmm. that's when we have the My Blue Heaven podcast. That's, that's correct. correct. And Rick Moranis will be on those episodes Excellent. as well. As the well, he and I have the same birthday. That's right. Yeah. And our, didn't you guys go to um, prom? Yeah, prom we together? Did, we, did, we did go to prom. <laughs> I wrote a letter to Rick Moranis and said, Rick, look, I'm this little nerdy kid that uh, lives in this really shithole town in Florida and would you please come to Florida and be my prom date our prom is at Disney um, so that would be awesome if you could do that for me and he said sure (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be an interesting episode yeah Um, and then I called him a hoser oh shit did, was he okay with that? Yeah, he was actually fine with that. Then he wanted to know if I wanted to play hockey. And I was like, <laughs> yay. Um, okay, so <laughs> what other, are there any other Killer Bug movies that we left off our list? No, I think that we should pretty much bring this to a close as quick as possible <laughs> because uh, I see a little smoke kind of coming and uh, there's something on the wing. And I yeah. think we need to get this puppy down. I think you're probably right. Um, look, it's an intermission and that's the whole thing is we're all a little loopy from the features that we've been prescribed. And so. we're actually in line at the restroom, you know, so... And All somebody this. has been in there for ten minutes. Do you would you mind? Do you please get out? I gotta take a dump. I'm actually kind of worried about what it's gonna look like when we get in there. Uh, somebody's gonna clean. Well, it too. you get in there first, and like seriously, when you come out, yeah. the look on your face will tell me whether or not I should just go and piss on the tire. In my You're car. probably just honestly just go ahead and do it. Just piss on the on whatever you anywhere. Yeah, anywhere, but don't go in there, please. Yeah. Well, the, uh, by the way, the uh, the other feature is starting up, so we should probably get back. Yeah. Um, the frustrating thing is, is I didn't get a single thing from the concession stand to eat. And this bourbon, they don't sell it. We don't sell it. We just had to bring it. So it's really kind of a lose-lose for me. Well, you'd um, think as us being the bosses of this here uh, dead city that we would have the opportunity to uh, get whatever the fuck we want. No, no. we have to make a profit. But no. no. Somehow. I mean, we, the concession's not free. It's just not. I'm talking about the toilet. Oh, you know? right. Yes. Yes, I know. Um, I'll make a note. I'll make sure we get on that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Brandon Windish. Nobody's listening to anything else like this. <laughs> well, I'm Chris Holcomb. Oh. <laughs> and um, this is usually where we would have uh, our regular outro. But for now, let's just say we'll see you. Um, we'll see you after the next feature. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Seventeen not admitted without parent.